Hello, I'm Derek S. McGrath. My pronouns are he, him, his. I'm recording this on Tuesday, July 11, 2023. Tomorrow, I will be watching the season 5 premiere of Boongo Stray Dogs for another audio commentary. It has been months since the previous audio commentary, that being for Boongo Stray Dogs Season 4, Episode 13, Episode 50 overall. This audio commentary will be released Wednesday night for any patrons at the $5 tier at patreon.com slash Derek S. McGrath. And then this commentary will be public and free starting the following Tuesday morning to watch on YouTube or listen via the podcast RSS link in the description. There's also a spoiler warning for all of Bungo Stray Dogs, and I do mean all of it, up to chapter 108 of the Bungo Stray Dogs manga, as well as the films, stage plays, light novels, and audio dramas. What have I seen so far of this season? Kadokawa has released two trailers for season 5, as well as a trailer for season 5, episode 1. Because I already talked about Trailer 1 during my Season 4, Episode 13 audio commentary, let's talk about what we see in Trailer 2. We again see Fukuchi's speech to the United Nations at Standard Island. What I got wrong when talking about Trailer 1 previously is that this is the part where Fukuchi vomits before the UN. He will do that, but only during a closed-door meeting with two UN representatives. We do see that closed-door meeting in one of the trailers, although not Fukuchi vomiting. I will be surprised if Studio Bones keeps Fukuchi's hangover in these episodes, not only because the gag contrasts sharply with how we have seen Fukuchi so far in the anime, but also because the anime has cut a lot of content from the manga that plays out the persona Fukuchi here has as a gross old man and an alcoholic. Not me associating alcoholism with grossness, just point out how the story is deciding to portray alcoholism with Fukuchi. Trailer 2 then shows Ango reviewing faces and names of people. I'm guessing those targeted by Sigma's coins or infected by Bram Stoker's vampire ability before we spoil that the agency has been completely reunited. Next scene is Shuya infiltrating Merceau just in time for more verbal sparring by Dazai and Fyodor and Gogol introducing the terms of their duel. We even see the computer simulation of Merceau having flooding capabilities, important for how I think Season 5 will wrap up with the scene that Dazai drowning Fyodor and Chuya. The next scenes are pretty quick. Tachihara's duel against Fukuchi with a cameo by Gross Mori, Bram Stoker's history, Rampa realizing Fukuchi is Kamui, Atushi and Akutagawa facing off against Fukuchi, Fukuchi and Fukuzawa's backstories, Dazai's memory still advising the agency from afar, we also get a preview for the new Season 5 opening theme, again by Graham Rodeo. Odd to have them repeating a season instead of alternating with another band. Given that this season is only 11 episodes long, I wonder whether the opening will be a clip show like the Season 3 opening, or whether we will get another fully animated opening. 
The next scenes also show Techo and Teruka chasing down to acquire one order at the airport before Fukuchi gets it, and probably most surprising, Juno versus Fukuchi. They obscure Fukuchi so you don't see him, but I didn't think the trailer would spoil that fight. Before I talk about the trailer for today's episode, I do want to point out that I had tried two different Season 5 breakdown hypotheses in previous live streams to figure out what would be adapted in Season 5, Episode 1, and I got it wrong both times. In my most recent breakdown, I thought that we wouldn't get Rompo exposing the Decay of the Angel until Season 5, Episode 2, and instead, Season 5 Episode 1 trailer, released on Monday, July 10, 2023, shows that we are getting at least the beginning of Rompo's press conference, if not the entirety of it. So, let's try another breakdown, just for today's episode, Season 5 Episode 1. What do I think will be adapted? Based on trailers up to now, I think this is what we'll get. We'll see Sigma's coins blow up a truck, a good opening to the season, honestly. Then Juno interrogating Kunikida. Then Atushi passing out in Lucy's room. Then Gogo and Sigma catching up. Then Dazai and Fyodor debating. Then Kamui kidnapping the agency members before revealing he's actually Rompo. And finally, Rompo appearing at the press conference. That means Season 5, Episode 1 would be adapting Chapters 78 and 79, as well as part of Chapter 80, with the rest of that chapter, featuring Rompo evading the police, for Season 5, Episode 2, along with Atsushi reuniting with the agency, Rompo confronting Fukuchi, and probably the cliffhanger that Fukuchi is revealed to be Kamui. That means Episode 2 would adapt the rest of Chapter 80, all of Chapters 81 and 82, and probably part of 83 when Fukuchi is revealed to be Kamui, but before Akutsugawa arrives. We'll see how wrong I get all of this after I finish today's episode. Now, if I had a more wild guess what to expect in Season 5, Episode 1, in between all of those moments in the manga was a bonus chapter featuring Ogre and Poe. I doubt that will be adapted in today's episode, if at all this season, maybe in an OVA. But if it was adapted for today's episode, assuming this episode was rushed, it could work as a post-cred extended gag. Oh, and Trailer 2 for Season 5 also had a song at the end that sounds a little too techno to be the Season 5 closing theme. Maybe it'll be a Merceau Drowning song. Again, we'll see by the end of today's episode, so how about we get started with today's audio commentary for Season 5, Episode 1, Episode 51 overall of Bungo Stray Dogs. You can watch this episode on the Crunchyroll website, then pause the episode before it starts. I will do a countdown, so after I finish saying 3, 2, 1, unpause, you can unpause the episode and watch along with my audio commentary. Everyone ready? Okay, starting the countdown. 3, 2, 1, unpause. I'm not sure why I didn't expect that the title would be the strongest man. 
I don't remember that from the manga. And sure enough, meanwhile in the United States, we're starting with showing what damage Sigma's coins are causing. And of course, the dialogue saying, uh, no surprise here. And then, surprise. So it says Europol rather than the United States. And given that it's Europol, that's the organization that I'm Frankenstein is with. So more tying into the other Chuya Light novel. Is that a hint that will be adapted soon? Who knows? And meanwhile, this jerk. That's a pair? Weirdly drawn pair, but also I guess I should be grateful that it's not another dead apple reference. Yes, Sage is doing a lot of work there. I don't know, Overhaul was able to work pretty well without having his hands. Oh, man. I did not like that staging. They should have really panned in on the hands. Well, enough fans are going to enjoy the opening, at least for being hard rock for a change. But yeah, it's a clip show. I was worried we'd get there. So we get a bit new animation there, but this is much more a season three opening, which was my least favorite visually. Yeah, Rompo standing out in a lightning storm, that fits. It's not that I don't like this song, but it is such a difference from what we've had before. I mean, I like the editing here with the facial close-ups, although having Shuya there was kind of pointless. Once it gets to this part, this song's a lot better and feels a lot more like a Bungo theme song. And for no reason, Mori. I didn't like the comparison of Rompo and Fukuchi being substitutes for Fukuzawa. Given that we have a clock or watch in the background, another reference to the order of the clock tower. So, yeah, I kind of think we are going to get Stormbrainers sooner rather than later. Wait, you thought Ogre wasn't dead, but now you think Sigma is dead. I mean, I get the point, but when you're looking at this outside the narrative, it is a little goofy.
Atushi Shonen protagonist's speech was too much even for him. Yeah, why didn't we do that kind of a pan when we get the revelation that he lost his hands? And I guess I better turn down the volume for Kunikita's scream coming in. Not the kind of scream I expected. I don't know how I feel about the staging. I almost would have preferred Kuniki to keeping it together until Juyo, Juno left the room. And that sniper should look familiar for some of you. And despite my research into that altar, I feel really disappointed in myself for not realizing earlier, oh yeah, that is a sniper. That fits the altar's biography. And now we're back to the two best characters. Gogol is somehow smarter than Superman at decreasing the effects of gravity. for the lulls. He is asking you. That is the question. Not all questions need a question mark. Again, Sigma is this smart, and if you skip to chapter 108, you're going to ask, how did Sigma screw up like this? I do like the sound effects and the lack of music here so that you focus on Gogol so much. Gogol, I like you, and I still don't understand your motives. Again, that theory going around that Theodore is trying to kill God, a.k.a. whoever is writing this story, so Kaka Sagiri, I guess? Uh, it's an engaging theory, but I'm not sure whether it works. That's not how things work, Gogol, but hey, go off.
which would be great if Sigma had figured that out in Chapter 108, but that didn't happen. Which is also weird because that didn't harm Lucy the same way, so why isn't she going into a coma? And yes, I really do appreciate Ongo as a character, but it's hard to tolerate him after this. And I know that's saying something after what he did to Oda, but this is something else. Yeah, you're not supposed to like characters who are acting like I'm putting my nation above all else. Yeah, maybe you should learn how to fight then. I will need to reread the manga because I thought that Ongo still had the gun when Atsushi saw it and was like, I see what you're doing. So I guess clocks and time are going to be the theme of this episode and maybe the season based on the opening. So, again, order the clock tower probably coming soon. Saw and tile drop again. I'm not sure how this works in translation. The word kind typically just means you treat someone like they are you. Does that help establish how Atsushi and Sigma are such parallels to each other? Yeah, sure, that's how the brain works. And we only knew who the leader was. Given the twist we're going to get, somehow Sigma must have been fed misinformation. So is this scene supposed to suggest Kunikita was willing to join the hunting dogs? I mean, possible given that we've seen Kunikita's ideal shift throughout the series. It's not impossible that he would join the hunting dogs. Kind of makes you scared thinking of it. Okay, I'm gonna spoil it. That's Rompo under the mask. Okay, how did Rompo know there was someone named Kamui? Where did he get the information? I'm shocked they didn't have a moment of Lucy just getting annoyed saying so you got all that information and still not any information. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised Kyoka didn't go for torture immediately. Do it.
What kind of mind screw was that? Which, again, doesn't make any sense once you know who this Kamui really is. If anything, this would have been an improvement if the information actually did get Atushi to think, okay, this is where Kamui is, and led him to Fukuchi. I don't remember where this is staged. They just say explosion sites, so it's not back in Yokohama. Uh, that's a little bit of world building in the series that I don't remember for me in the light novels. Maybe it was established in the manga and I'm not remembering. It's even sillier when you know how Rompo disappeared the car. Oh, hey, Katai. Having looked more into Katai's background, including how he first joined the agency, I do like the craftiness Katai has. And that color should be familiar if you remember what happened to Ogre in last season. And that person should be really familiar to you. The one that just spoke and now put the hood over Fukuzawa. I know I had complained that this was going to be rushed, because I thought they would have stopped the episode here with Fukuzawa calling out who Kamui is. I mean, I guess this works, the pacing, so eating crow right now. I don't know whether the numbers we're seeing here have any relevance. I mean, beyond the fact that they are coordinates. I didn't talk about this too much, if at all. Last season did remove how Dazai and Theodore are speaking in code and the security guards can't understand it when eavesdropping. It is weird that they are still practically speaking in code when giving out those numbers. And that's how we got the title. I don't know how the government fell for this. That's a bit of a stretch even for Rompo's skill sets. And the assistant just smiling back there. 
Oh, come on. You're not going to have Katai and Yosano just breaking down and looking happy to see Kunikita, but also scared for him? Uh, come on. Play with the animation more. Yeah, this is a bit much to have Rompo be this incredibly prepared. But also, how did Rompo not get injured? I would have liked if we had animated how Fukuzawa got out of the handcuffs. Like, come on, you couldn't animate Fukuzawa literally just getting out of the handcuffs himself. Rewrite literary reference. Okay, so there was a sniper already there, so this was Fukuzawa's plan, and Atushi didn't read it correctly. Uh, this is a little too clean and neat to satisfy. And yeah, I can appreciate how Studio Bones paced all of this. Like, this part with changing the engine is probably the least annoying part. But still, with the pacing, I didn't think they'd be able to cover all of this exposition this easily. Or, I thought they would have sped up the exposition, and instead they are stretching it out. and no one looked around to see where the car is. I mean, I would have accepted more that Poe somehow could suck in an entire car. Yeah, I still think Poe was that sniper a moment ago, unless I'm wrong and that was Rompo. Okay, so he was the sniper. Fukuzawa is such a mood. I am so tired of the story, too. Can we wrap up this arc already? I don't remember KS Company appearing anywhere else in the series yet. People online were losing it over how they made Rompo look so goofy in that photo. But also this reporter is foreshadowing what comes next, which is Fukuchi in control of a cross-borders anti-tea group. Just say journalists. Who the heck says journos?
is tea not sweet enough for Rompo? Okay, so we are showing the police. Does this mean we are going to show Rompo's escape? So this is six days later. Okay, that helps with the timeline. Is it technically saving on animation budget if you're superimposing it onto a TV? It is a little humorous that they all think Rompo is that much of a threat. And that evidence may nod. Also, hey Minora. Okay, so, I'll be curious, this, it may be that we do get Rompo on the police chase now, or it will be next episodes. That no one interrupts and says, this sounds like a fairy tale. Unless you're Tachihara. Okay, and that helps with the timeline again, that this is 12 years after. That would be a little more meaningful if we knew any of these police officers. I know we know Minora, and that's going to be relevant since, you know, he's doing the Atushi running scene. Well, that was a good ending theme. So, final thoughts. This was a decent opening to start with. I'm just being persnickety knowing where things are going to end up and still worrying about rushing through this season. I'll be curious to see how far they get with the rest of the adaptation. Looking over what I had predicted earlier about where this would wrap up with Rompo finally appearing at the press conference, 
yeah, it still fits that in the next episode, we should see Rompo on the run from the police. That then leaves the question of whether the next episode will still include Rompo confronting Fukuchi and the cliffhanger revealing Fukuchi actually being the real leader of the Decay of the Angel, but we'll get to that next week. Thank you so much for listening to this audio commentary. What did you think of this season premiere of Bungo Stray Dogs? Please share your thoughts in the comment section or email me, derek.s.mcgrath at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this commentary, please consider contributing. Coffee.com slash Derek S. McGrath, Patreon.com slash Derek S. McGrath. Thanks to contributors Alec Roach, Emily Lauer, and Alexis Duran. Next week, audio commentary for Season 5, Episode 2, Episode 52 overall of Bungo Stray Dogs. Until then, I've been Derek S. McGrath. You have a good day. Bye.